Welcome to Hello Universe, a podcast about spirituality in our everyday lives. We're your co-hosts, Kylie and Eva. I am ridiculously excited. Welcome to the show, Liz. Thanks, pal. It's great to be here. (laughs) Tell us, what is life teaching you right now? What did you say? (laughs) (laughs) um i just need to apologize ahead of time because i think there's going to be a lot of giggling that happens in this episode Um, so for that one reviewer who said that we laugh too much on the episode yes you are going to hate this one and also the person who says that we swear too much you will also hate this one but based on your one-star review i don't think you still listen yeah (laughs) that was a quick that was a quick turnaround to leave us um what I want to know is the question we always start our show with, which is what is life teaching you right now? What is life teaching you? Oh, fuck. Well, um, Kylie and I, Kylie and I, hello. We say that our thing is Ragnarok and 90% of the time that's really fucking fun. And then 10% of the time it sucks so hard. And so right now life is... Well, not at this moment, but last week into this week, it's been the 10%. So I feel like life is teaching me that not all Ragnaroks are that much fun. (laughs) Sometimes they're just fucking shitty. Yeah. Yeah. You, I had to try to explain Ragnarok in a past episode and it was, uh, it was rough. I think so, did. I think we got there. I think we got there eventually. But my, again, for, uh, background, my only context of Ragnarok is the Thor movie and that that's all that's i've never even heard the word ragnarok before i saw what's his face shirtless in an avengers movie <laughs> <laughs> that might have overshadowed some yeah. of the end of the world yeah, stuff. Seriously. <laughs> so you're up go ahead explain ragnarok um it's where all the monsters get loose and it's the end of the world it's where chaos reigns and order breaks down and everything fucking changes and you know on the other side like shit's reborn and blah 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 but like a bunch of the gods die and everything that they all die is destroyed all, all of them okay fine. but because there has to be some like rebirthing somebody's got to fuck on the other side so <laughs> there's definitely some survival that happens but that would i would say like in a nutshell that's the justin just asked me about this the other day and i was like yeah all the world's burn you know like it all goes down He's like, wait, wait. I thought it was just Asgard. I was like, yeah, everything, everything. Which you know seems really fun when you're watching Thor shirtless. I honestly have no idea that these words were based on real life. (laughs) 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 Like Asgard, I thought that that makes sense. Totally made up. Oh yeah, uh, like Marvel thing. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah, it's actually like really old shit, but Mm -hmm. you know, Marvel same same trick. Yeah. So I think I think. The question that maybe Kylie's getting at is like, what does it mean to you specifically? That what's the significance and importance of it in your life? Hmm. I think the same, the same words, just in more personal ways. So, the breakdown of order, and when chaos steps in, is the place where we have to face our own internal fucking monsters and when those get out and we have to and you can call that shadow but i think monster is more fun 
um, and not used in spiritual parlance as much. Um, when the monsters get out and chaos starts to reign and everything breaks down and then there's like all the all the beautifulness that happens in the, happens in the cycle of death and rebirth of the necessary breakdown and then also like a really good evaluation of what the fuck did I think order was what did I think was the way that things should be and how have those things now died off because I let chaos take over um and people definitely have like pretty strong reactions to the word chaos like they do not like it yeah oh, I mean we had, oh, we, had okay. a whole epi- we had a whole episode about that where Kylie had to um she didn't have to she just helped me one of my client calls it word redemption where you where you just have a different you can create mm-hmm. A deeper meaning or a different meaning of what something means to you because I think language is very you know it's interesting like one word someone will love and the other person will feel disgusted by yeah yeah I I will push back just a moment though Liz because I think it's less about order and more about control right order and chaos I think can play together and control shows up pretending to be order, right? Pretending to be structure, pretending to be the thing that we should ascribe towards, but it's actually just control and sacrifice and manipulation and coercion, right? And so um, so obviously I co-assign everything, but I, I think it's worth pointing out that uh, we often inter we often use order and control interchangeably and they are not the same thing Mm -hmm. and control is really insidious and really i think fucks us up more than maybe anything else uh Mm -hmm. because control is always about like (laughs) you are bad some part of you is bad and so we have to control it away and Mm -hmm. that's where the monsters are great because eventually like control because it is this tight-fisted uh, like pressure, it also is just creating a fucking pressure cooker. So eventually it will explode, right? So that's the thing. The Ragnarok, the bigger the Ragnarok, the bigger the end of the world experience is based on like how long you have been exerting control and how long you have ignored efforts to like allow yourself to actually be whole and complete. So... I agree. I don't disagree. I would further add on that you, it's easier. I think it is necessary to kick order out for chaos mm. periodically mm-hmm. to appreciate the order that you need versus the order that is just control, the order yes. that actually is beneficial versus, like you said, order that's masquerading as control or order that has become its own form of shackles, right? As more has been piled on and piled on and piled on. And maybe it wasn't about control or whatever in the first place, right? But if there's no room to like breathe, there's no room for the water to flow as it needs to. So, I mean, a little Ragnarok is good, even if control's not playing the whole game, in my opinion, because sometimes like, okay, you've in the absence of any order, you're like, holy fuck, can we just have a little bit of structure here? And then that I think is a different appreciation for it. So yeah. yes, and I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think what I want to know is how. So you got into. I mean, you started off the podcast talking about how ninety percent of the time it's amazing, and ten percent of the time it's really shitty. And I'm really glad you pointed that out, though, because I think that sounds pretty accurate. 
I think that's like, I think people for different reasons, one, because people always assume that Ragnarok is going to be terrifying and awful when actually once you like really dive in, you realize, oh, this is fucking great. This is like everything I've been looking for. So it's helpful a reminder that sometimes it's really amazing, but also a realistic look at like, sometimes it's just shitty and that's okay. That's okay too. So what I want to know is, do you have examples of Ragnarok in your, in your own life? Either yes. going back to what you're referring to at the top of the show about this 10% that's like shitty as hell right now or anything. Well, the more examples, the better, because I think um, I love hearing about personal people's personal experiences, but also that's kind of like what this episode, what this show is about, letting people like understand how this shows up in, you know, real everyday life. Yeah. Um, okay. So the, the shitty Ragnarok is that I had an experience a week, two weeks ago, two weeks ago, where I received someone's attention in a way that was uh, not, I did not return it. And then I basically like spiraled into this like three-part it was like a break because they kept just like it would be one and then it would be another and then it would be one and then it would be another of shame and unsafety and um like so the unsafety was in other people's desires like i'm not safe in other people's desires and then a, a degree of being ashamed about that and then this just like constant feeling of of being unsafe in my body and then just like wanting to puke just like on and off for days on end of these things like interweaving together of like oh I feel really unsafe and then the, kind of peeling back that to realize like baseline experience with shame and it's like why the fuck do I feel ashamed like I didn't do anything wrong mm -hmm. but and I assume most women can relate to this in some in some way of knowing the feeling of I didn't ask for this thing to happen to me, but I didn't return it. And yet somehow I feel guilty about it. And I feel ashamed for what happened. And furthermore, like I'm no longer safe. Nothing happened. Mm -hmm. um, like everything was fine in this circumstance. But my experience of it afterwards was like, oh, everything. the cool part, I guess, was that it gave me a lot of clarity on past situations in my life of realizing that. I have internalized one guilt for situations that I did not want and yet experienced. And also that I then like, yeah, other people's desire is like unsafe for me and actually makes me feel like apparently very, very gross. Um, so it has just been like tumbling through that and, and like uncovering, okay, there's a, there's a new piece of the shame. There's a new piece of like physical sensation. There's a new piece of feeling unsafe and, and sitting with my body and watching how those things um, come up, watching what that, what that actually comes out like, and then slowly getting clarity about um, why or how those things were showing up. And I think the, the helpful part about this situation, and I'm not saying every shitty situation has to have like a helpful part, but in this case, what was helpful is that I really did feel like I hadn't done anything wrong. And so that provided clarity that I don't necessarily have on situations from the past. 
Um, Because then it gave me like a whole different perspective to look at the situation and be like, oh, wait, why do I actually feel that way? Because I have been in a lot of situations where it's like, well, woman, you shouldn't have, you know, insert whatever fucking thing I shouldn't have done by being a woman who has woman bits, right? (laughs) Um, Yeah, so the the 10%, the way that's been shitty has just been like, like I sit in it for as long as I can. And then when it's like, got to get out of that, okay, let it go. And then, you know, like tuning back into the feelings, sitting with them for as long as I can and just like cycling through that, cycling through that. Um, yeah, which was, which made for a pretty potent week. And I thought that I was through it. And then yesterday was like another wild day. So we're still on the tail end of that. I don't know how much sense. I mean, making sense. Kylie, you're making a face. I was just responding to Liz's face. I was wondering if Liz's face was like, I hope I'm at the tail end of this or. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I do like, I I think what shifted for me, which I don't haven't often, I have experienced these sensations many times, but what I haven't often had is the opportunity to just like fucking stew in it for days on end, which is the 10% very shitty and also really gave me a chance to be in it. Um, and not from the perspective of like, you know, the, um, if I sit in this, then it will pass. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to sit in it acting like I'm cool with it, but really I'm just waiting for it to pass. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I'm only sitting in it because I've been told if I sit in it, yeah. it will move along. And you know what I mean? Like, so you doing still it with have an agenda. agenda. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Still have the agenda. And so this was the first time that I can remember of being able to sit in it without an agenda, just sitting in it to be like, okay, here we are for the moment. And mm-hmm. that felt really dramatically significant. So is that what you mean by Ragnarok though? Because I think, I think the question is about like, what does Ragnarok mean to you? So is that, you know, when you talk about chaos and letting everything explode and everything die and everything. Um, yeah. I mean, when I think of, I think literally explosions, like, like letting it all just go. It's like, so yeah. What part of that is the Ragnarok? Okay. Fair question. Fair question. Um, All of it. And I think also that looks different. So in some cases, I think the explosion would be a lot more, you know, emotional outburst or, or like actually breaking up with somebody or Mm -hmm. like doing really dramatic things or Mm -hmm. like something that you could look at and say, that looks like an explosion. In this case, it was more of like an implosion of just like everything. What I thought I understood about my feelings or myself or my body or not even that that's too much structure even literally just like sitting in those feelings felt like the end of the fucking world right it felt Mm. like everything's upside down and like who the fuck wants to sit in shame nobody wants to just sit and stew in that Mm -hmm. that's fucking terrible Mm -hmm. right and so that in itself of like okay i see this little shame monster he wasn't low i see the shame monster he's up he's dancing around i want to throw up everywhere cool 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 right that was the the really potent like breakdown of all the things that i had in place the situation broke forward like whatever dams i had in place to not experience this or all the times that i've been in a situation that someone else was an asshole or did something terrible or not even that terrible right and then i immediately i'm like well, what did i do what should mm-hmm. i have done differently you know so that situation didn't progress and it's like well maybe you know that guy shouldn't have done Whatever the fuck you did first. I don't fucking mm-hmm. know. Um, 
So the whole thing was the fucking Ragnarok. I just think it probably looks really different depending on what the monsters are that are coming up and what the things are that are getting broken down. And it feels like, as I'm speaking to that, it feels like uh, the cell walls of a plant. Like I had all these little cell walls in place and they all just started to crumble and the plant looked the same on the outside, mm. but like the internal structure was no longer structured, mm-hmm. no longer was the same. Yeah. I think, I think the other piece that's coming to my mind is the other space that I think Liz and I are really like interested in playing in. And like the phrase we use a lot is like talking about like being infinite. Right. And that like, we are all actually infinite and not, and you guys have heard me talk about this on the show before, but like, not as this um, like cute tagline, but like for real, for real. And also nothing's real. Right. And all of these are swirling together at the same time. And most of us walk around with these little cell walls. Most of us walk around with like dividing ourselves up from ourselves in a million different ways. That's how we experience. That's how we experience reality, right? We experience separation from others and also separate, like tremendous separation from ourselves. And so these moments of like witnessing whatever the fuck is coming up are also the process by which the cell walls get to dissolve and you can't be fucking everything if you've got a million cell walls in the way, right? Like you don't get to experience being infinite, being a complete creator of your life, like experiencing the ecstasy of being like a leaf floating in the void. If you are also in like clinging to structure and separation. So in order to be infinite, you have to play at Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. And being infinite is fucking great. So it's worth it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And I think the other thing uh, is that the more and more cell walls dissolve, the more and more, like there are some moments like you know, the experience Liz is speaking to that's like, well, this just fucking sucks and I'm just here for however long. But then there are other moments like I had a moment today where basically I had like a two hour upheaval while Liz was watching Bridgerton. I was just <laughs> sending her these like manic voice notes of like this like really intense experience. And also by the time she was done, I was like, just listen to the last one. Like I resolved, I, I moved through it. I resolved there. And I felt this like really intense kind of tremendous emotional wave. And I just wrote it. And because I wasn't resisting, and I can speak to what it was specifically in a moment, but because I wasn't dragging my fingernails and like blaming myself and full of guilt and shame for like the stories and desires that were coming up, I could move through it really quickly and then just get to through to the other side of like, oh, this is actually what, this is the clarity I'm seeking here. And so I think that's also part of it. So the, the example of my like mini Ragnarok is, uh, you know, as you all know, I have two kids and I had a perfectly nice day with them. And by the time I got to three o'clock in the afternoon, everybody, I never wanted to be a parent. Like I, like I just was like so exhausted. It was raining. Birdie got a keyboard for her birthday. And so they were just like playing the keyboard, like but just looping on this one terrible song. And the volume was turned all the way up and they were like running around and they were happy and just like being kids, right? Like they weren't doing anything wrong. And also I was just like, oh my God, my head hurts. Like mm-hmm. everyone needs to be quiet. 
Um, but also I don't want to ask you to be quiet because you're not doing anything wrong. And also like, I don't, I don't, this is boring. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm just bored by all of this. Um, and, uh, and I was like, it just, I just was ex- like, I literally went upstairs and sat on our bed and just like pouted at Nick for five minutes. Just like- <laughs> um, and the backdrop was that earlier in the day, I had this like really fucking potent, like vision of exactly what it is that I'm like building in my business. And I was all amped and excited. And like, I had all this energy of like, yeah, that's right. I'm building a fucking empire and I could feel it and I could taste it. And I would, what I really wanted to do was not be listening to my kids playing on their freaking keyboard. I wanted to be like swimming in the space of my building my empire. Right. Anyway, the Ragnarok that I was having was this incredible tension between the desire to be more in my business, to be more potent and more powerful and take up more space, uh, time-wise, energy-wise for the work that I love to do and also less time as a mom and then feeling tremendous guilt, right? Because you should want to be with your kids all the time. And the story that I always tell is like, oh, I started my business so I could be with my kids, blah, blah, blah. And so by the time Nick gets out of work, my head is pounding. I hate everything. And I was just like, I'm just leaving. I'll bye. I'll be, <laughs> I'll be back. Maybe never. But, but all the while realizing like, there's no actual fucking problem here. Right. And so what's different from just like a regular temper tantrum and like what Liz and I call Ragnarok was this like interest in just like leaning the fuck in, like, right. Like rather than like, Oh, I'm having a temper tantrum. I should knock it off. I was like, something big is coming up inside of me that is therefore worthy of being witnessed. Like what is, what is, un, what is the monster under this temper tantrum that is asking to be fucking witnessed? Right. Cause I could have like gone for a walk and calmed down and come back in. Right. But instead I was like, these emotions are so big. That means there is something here. There is a hunger that I am interested in meeting. And so I leaned into the temper tantrum and ate Indian food by myself. And as soon as I sat down, what I like, what landed in my head is you didn't build your business to have more time with your kids. You built your business to be fucking free. Right. And that includes more time than no time, but like that was never your primary motivation. And you've been fucking lying to yourself because you think it makes a more palatable story. Yes. I fucking love that. And so like, that's really monstrous, right? To be the mom whose desire is like, yeah, actually I want less time with my kids and more time in my business. And like, that is the actual, like the actual desire is for that. And to recognize that I've been fucking lying to myself, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so all of that transpired in like two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. because you went into it because I just here. leaned in exactly so it doesn't always have to be excruciating shame for a week and a half it can also mm-hmm. be excruciating anger and bitterness for 90 minutes yeah. <laughs> your way was better your way yeah. was definitely more terrible. yeah and though like it's I've had like lots of little Ragnaroks about motherhood you know like I'm sure I will have many more. I had a fucking year long Ragnarok about motherhood when Desi was first born. Right. So I think it just depends also on like how much, how high are the fucking stakes, you know, mm-hmm. and how long I like, if, if, for example, I think I'd never done 
if I had been more actively repressing the part of me that wants to like, for example, say I didn't have a business and I just was like, no, I want to be a stay at home mom. And so I was like actively repressing my desire to like take up space and be creative and, and be powerful. And I was actively repressing that for like years. Then that Ragnarok's going to be fucking huge. Right. Cause I'm just going to crack or I'll just wither away and die inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think what you touched on. Thank you. Thanks for swooping in to answer the question uh, about trying to be there without judgment or also then seeing the judgment without judgment, right? Versus the spiral that makes that adds shame into every fucking conversation if you're not able to just be there and look at it. So trying to show up without judgment or or sitting through the judgment as well. And then also not needing to put a fucking bow on everything. Like we have a lot of conversations with each other or with clients where it's like, this doesn't have to have a purpose. This doesn't need to be. We have clients who are like, um, you know, and so this must be for my higher good or this must be for my development or whatever. And it's like, yeah, great, totally possibly true. And also we can just say it sucks. And also like it can just be an experience on its own without us needing to put a bow on the lesson or put a bow on the shitty experience. Because I think in doing that, we're constantly, like you said before, trying to find the agenda. We're trying to like get to the other side of it versus some shit's fucking monstrous and it only becomes more so when we're like oh be pretty monster you know Mm -hmm. like pat his little monster squish his head down instead of just letting it fucking be yeah i mean i i honestly all of this to me like what resonates to me and and how i receive this is like this is just about being human like when you guys talk about like ragnarok and these examples, I'm like, oh, okay. Like I get it. And, and I think the language that I often use is just like, just being a fucking human being. And with, this is all of it. So like, including how messy does it get? How sorrow filled does it get? How infinitely like joyful can it feel and sensual and, and all of that. And not like, this is something that I talked with my clients about all the time is not being afraid of yourself. Can you not be afraid of yourself? And so I love that this idea of like Ragnarok is the destruction of everything and the paradox because everything is paradox. It's also like, can you just fully be be, just totally just be all of it. And I guess that's really scary for sometimes but I think once you start doing it you're like well wait there's no other way because <laughs> everything else just feels um it's like not having an orgasm it's like you're so close and then it doesn't actually happen <laughs> because you're like suppressing something you're holding something back and you're like it just doesn't feel good anymore yeah. yes it kind of seems to me it kind of feels like we've taken off the governor and so now you can't only kind of living is not the same as like oh just like all all in here we go right once you can't like put that back on now that you've experienced Mm. it without that squisher Mm -hmm. good words here Um, (laughs) (laughs) you know it just like life is just less full it's less bright it's less colorful if you're always trying to not feel the fullness of the things yeah and how like i spent an enormous portion of my life trying not to feel the fullness of the feelings like just like you're saying eva of the the excruciating pain and the excruciating joy and the full expression of those things Mm -hmm. yeah it's like once you you 
pretty hard to tuck it back in. I tried yesterday and Kylie was like, stop it, dummy. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, we can't do that. That's not going to work. That's going to yeah. go nowhere. I think the other thing to me that feels really delicious and fun about, you know, the space that Liz and I hold together is like our Ragnarok team are the villains, right? It's like Fenris wolf, the giant wolf, like the biggest wolf in the whole world who can eat anything. And the snake that wraps himself around the, the whole world and comes at the end of the world, like the, the wolf comes to eat Odin at the end, right? And uh, the snake comes to be a fucking terrifying snake. And Loki rides a, uh, <laughs> a ship made of fingernails of the dead and, and marches a army straight from hell, right? And these are our pals. And so when we talk about like the monster and the villain, it's not just to be cute. It is, oh, sorry, it's very, we're very cute. But it, <laughs> <laughs> it is because those are the parts of ourselves that we are spending all of our fucking time not allowing to exist. We are spending all of our fucking time trying to enjoy our life by pushing away the parts that are selfish or enjoy our life by ignoring the parts of ourselves that are sad or think, okay, well, I'll, I just should be grateful, right? Like all of the ways in which like, oh, I like, you know, my story from earlier today, like the space showed up when I realized like I have the angry, hungry desire to move differently in relationship to my family, right? And like, those are big things and they involve a kind of ugliness of like, feeling bitter and feeling resentful because the other thing that I recognize is like oh I'm doing the fucking classic thing where you sacrifice for someone that isn't asking for that sacrifice and then you're resentful of the person that you're sacrificing for <laughs> like nobody asked for that right the point that I'm trying to make is like you can't see those things clearly if you are so invested in only seeing like the good high vibration like higher self version of yourself you can only see everything clearly if you witness that you're a fucking monster you are also a villain and also nothing's real and there's no such thing as good and bad so just be all of yourself mm -hmm. yeah i got a little animated there <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's the whole tagline of monster school like what else is there to say yeah yeah you know this is a little bit of a tangent but like Hmm. I feel like there's this idea that if we were all, if we always let ourselves go all in into whatever we are feeling or experiencing that moment, that the world would be, um, unsafe, meaning yes. this idea of what I really, the image that I see is like, what if everyone let themselves have a breakdown and cried when they needed to, and it didn't matter if they were like in the middle of New York city, like, you know, in a yoga class, in the middle of a meeting, walking down the street and you're just like fucking bawling because you're like super fucking upset because you're a human. Like, of course you're supposed to have this whole range of like experiences. And to me, I, cause I was having this conversation with, with a friend and this is why I think it resonates with me. Someone was saying like, they, they feel like this would be like insanity. And I'm like, no, that's 
sanity. That is yeah. more sane. And I would feel so much more comfortable being myself if we lived in a world in which that was just the norm and completely acceptable because it didn't have to be taboo or you didn't have to be afraid of looking weird or weak or like I was insane and having a mental breakdown. Like, no, I want you to have the breakdown in the middle of your yoga class and just like cry and get it all out. And how amazing of a world would that be if we could just do that? And we'd have to be because ashamed the- of it. Because the only thing that's actually causing fucking problems is all of the repressing, right? All of the repressing of when we want to be crying is actually the problem. The crying is just fucking neutral, right? Mm -hmm. The only thing that's causing, you know, the only thing that's actually causing tremendous discomfort is that you're so invested in not crying. Totally. Okay. Exactly. It's like thinking about the experience of crying itself. Crying feels good. Like letting the wet, hot tears come out feels good, but it's the, and then, but you guys know this, like, but you're actually trying not to cry. And so you're like, and you're like trying to like hold it all back. And you're like, your, your face gets all burny and it's weird because you're having that, like that conflicting experience. It's even just on a sensational level, you can experience it through the self of the body of like, Oh no, there's nothing wrong with crying. It's the holding back of the crying that is so fucking uncomfortable. And you just take that one example and then multiply it out to like bigger examples. And I think that's basically like a great metaphor for society and colonialism, really. This is like what colonialism is. (laughs) And every time you don't cry, every time you need to cry or want to cry more like you, every time you want to cry and you tuck away that you can't and you tuck away that you can't, it's like you start building up that pressure. You start building up that pressure. You start building up that pressure. And then- it either needs to explode or you die, right? Like, like that, those are the only two options. Either like mm-hmm. some shriveled up part of you ceases to exist mm-hmm. or you explode everything and you can explode everything in 90 minutes over Indian food, or it can take a year or whatever. But like, like, <laughs> like the, the, t- the, 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 the little moments and the big moments, there's no difference between like, you want something and you reject it you've created for yourself control and therefore like physics shows up. There's a counter, like mm-hmm. there's a counter to that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, crew is now making fun of me that I brought in physics. <laughs> there you go. Braining again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I, I think that the way this is so important though, is because the point that I want to like stress is that the more free we can let ourselves be the more free we let everyone else around us be. Because like, if I'm not afraid of looking a certain way or having a breakdown, that gives other people permission to be the same way. And then that ripple effect literally changes the consciousness, or I don't know if that's right, whatever, the way of being of society, because it just, if that could be the new norm, like I that like that would just be, I think a foundational change for, our emotional and psychological well-being for like for most people. Mm-hmm. And I'm like getting kind of emotional about this because I have a, I was just talking to Adam about this the other day. I have a very fucking clear memory of uh my father like we had a situation I, you Kylie knows this like I grew up in a very tumultuous household and there was a situation where the cops ended up at my house and and my dad was so overwhelmed with stress that, and he like hugged me and he wanted to cry. And the cop at that time 
terrible experience with cops, by the way, just, I just have, I've had negative associations with police ever since I was young, but just this really like macho white dude and was like, don't cry. <laughs> he was like, don't cry. He said that to my dad as he was hugging me about to cry. And I got, and my memory of that whole situation was how fucking pissed off I was that he didn't let my dad cry because I wanted him to cry because I'd never seen him cry before. And also because I wanted to cry. So like he was holding back tears and I was holding back tears, but it's just like that discomfort of needing to see a grown man, like not being able to cry like that, like is seared in my memory as like one of like the most tragic like things that just almost traumatic. The, tra the trauma of it was like him not allowing himself to cry and me being so mad at that guy for being like, why would you say that? Like, the, and, and I wanted him, my, my dad to be able to like release that that pain. And I feel like that's essentially how most of the world, I think, is going around, walking around, like putting this like facade or a bandaid over something and like not allowing ourselves to feel. Mm -hmm. Well, and in not allowing, like the reason he didn't want your dad to cry, right? Maybe Wait, not the reason. Sorry. Point is, I was really upset, really pissed, really traumatized that experience about some, yeah, I, I, some person not letting, like not letting my dad at that moment have the full experience and I guess I was saying like how I think this is a perfect example for how I think so many of us walk around living life and it's it's because I don't know I want to say like it's sad and it's tragic it's also understandable it's understandable I have I have compassion for it because I think it's really scary and you're not used to it to like let it all hang out and I think that's also why like if you want to, you can build up the trust muscle, right? Because what you're really doing is just trusting that what you feel is valid and safe. So start by just noticing when you say I should or shouldn't, you know, start by just noticing when you reject yourself because you're probably doing it without even fucking thinking about it. You know, you're probably doing it as like a knee jerk reaction. And so just start noticing that it doesn't have to be huge and epic and explosive even though that's very efficient mm -hmm. <laughs> it really sucks for a week and then you're like oh, okay I'm, I'm entirely brand new yeah i think yeah. i would also in thinking about your experience with the police um i would also notice when it comes up your discomfort with other people's things right i suspect that officer like didn't he didn't actually give a shit if your dad cried or not mm -hmm. it was more that she didn't know how to, like, if your dad started crying, like, what the fuck do I do with this? Mm -hmm. How do mm -hmm. I be in this situation? How do I react to this? Like, I don't know what the hell to do. And like, I've noticed that with my nieces, one in particular, she like really feels things really big. And there have been multiple times where I'm just like, I don't know what the fuck to do with your emotion, mm -hmm. which is quite hilarious because I've always been the one feeling the huge emotions. And yet I've also unprepared to show up and like, I don't know how to show up for hers. Right. I don't know how to be there productively. And like trend in my family would just be like, hey, stop that. Stop mm -hmm. that. You know, go, mm -hmm. go cry, but go by yourself. Like, nope, we don't do that here. So I think it's not just how you show up for yourself, but also noticing like when someone else's emotions show up, what's my default? Am I trying to like fix this or package it back up? Do I need them to go away? Do I need it to be less? And there's something very uncomfortable and then also very free about watching someone else's emotions and be like oh i see the need to fix this i see mm -hmm. the need to try to make this less or whatever like i'm not saying you always have to find neutrality i don't actually think there's endless benefit in being neutral but there's definitely something beneficial about being able to observe and then there's just things to note there like you don't have to fucking do anything 
It doesn't have to result in, I observe and therefore I come out in this different place. Like, I just fucking observe, right? I noticed that I said should. Interesting. Okay. And that may be like the only fucking thing. Like, it doesn't have to result in, I noticed this and now I do X, Y, and Z things. The answer is not that I'm doing more things. The answer is just I'm making space. And then I make, a, I make some more space. And then I sit with some more space. That's, that's all that we're... Mm, when we're stepping into infinite, when we're experiencing that more and more, that comes with the spaciousness. And that spaciousness doesn't come from doing more things. It doesn't come from adding to the list of the ways that I need to be better or more or less or any of the fucking things. And then I think observing is like the, to Kylie's point, is just like the first step there. Yeah. I see it. I noticed it. The, the fucking end. I see it. I noticed it. Mm-hmm. Full stop. Can I ask a question, Liz? <laughs> um, okay, so you and I use the word infinite a lot. And I think what's interesting is like, as I mentioned earlier, like it is a really deeply felt experience, right? It's not just a word. I, can't, I, I get an image of like a cat, like the motivational poster of like a cat hanging from a tree, right? Like you're infinite. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think... I want to ask you to like speak to how you experience what it means to be infinite. Ooh, I love this question. Yes, I would. Yeah, let's get into it. Okay. <laughs> uh, yes, with the caveat. Did you just freeze it? Okay, you're, no. you're not. Freezing. I'm just frozen in glee waiting for your answer. <laughs> One of Kylie's favorite things to do is to just put me on the spot and see how well I dance. You always do this such a great up, job, though. <laughs> comes up a lot um yeah with okay so with the caveat that this is like deeply felt more than more than words fit um so spaciousness probably is the i experience it as being much bigger than my body big to the point that i could be like uh, like like i feel like this this expansion that turns into like growing to the size of a giant and then to the size of like bigger and bigger and bigger until the world would just be a marble. So the sensation of spaciousness and expansive growth, size that is not contained in my body or my experience. And also tied to that is the the breakdown of the, the knowledge that we are separate. And so it becomes a very felt experience that there is no other. Um, I frequently experience with clients the, the experience that they are actually me, um, that, I am, that I am speaking. All, it's, like, it's like a cavern that's just me, and there might be different facets of me that I am observing, but there is all is is me there is actually no breakdown and there is no separation and there is no other which leads to that paradox of like nothing is real and everything is real nothing is real because it's all just me uh, experiencing interacting and so there's the the spacious expansion there's the lack of separation the lack of other and then there's also the collapsing of time um where i very distinctly experienced that like I am in this moment and I am also in the moment that I was at the end of monster school. 
I am also in a moment um, in my trailer camping. I am also in a moment where I'm standing in the mountains. Like the, the breakdown of time as being any different and knowing that right now is also the same as six months from now. It's the exact same as on the other side of our next retreat or the next thing that I'm going to do. Um, and so the, the, when, I, when we say infinite, for me, it's that the felt experience of those three things and how they kind of all come together. And like maybe one will come to the forefront. Like it usually starts with the feeling that like growing expansion, it starts with that. And then I know like, oh yeah, this is just the beginning of stepping into this bigger place of everything else collapses. Separation, time, um, until it's all just me. Me seems like an inadequate word also. Do you see that? You did a great job dancing. That was a good job. Yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful um eva can i actually make us all answer this question yeah, i was gonna make you go next <laughs> i had okay. a feeling this is gonna be around <laughs> yeah um okay yeah i can go next um for me it shows up immediately like the first place it shows up usually is like this felt experience in my chest in my heart of Mm-hmm. like clear cool water uh just this really clear sense of space that shows up in my heart and then also pulls me down into myself and so for me it's about i get pulled in and i go deeper and deeper inside which is also then just deeper and deeper and deeper And also just the sense of space shows up. But unlike what Liz was saying about the space being like, I'm bigger and bigger and bigger. It's like space, like just like clarity, like, like nothing exists other than nothing exists within me that isn't just space. Um, And the clear, cool, crisp feeling in my heart just kind of spreads out through my whole chest and maybe through my throat and through my whole body. And I also have this very clear awareness that uh, it's hard to put this into words. I often actually lose, increasingly lose access to language the deeper I go, but (laughs) it's so crystal clear to me when I'm in this deep place that um, nothing is impossible. Like if I wanted to, if I, if I wanted to fly, only thing that is keeping me from flying is that I think that I can't fly. Like, and it's, 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 that is not an idea to me. Like I can, I can see with crystal clarity that anything and all things are instantly and infinitely possible. So what do you want? Like right now in this moment, just pick it, pluck it up out of the air and it exists. Um, and in that uh, comes a tremendous sense of like, peace but not the kind of peace that's like tranquil and safe but the kind of peace that's like let's fucking go Mm. there's more but that feels like what i want to say now i love this 
That's really beautiful. A piece. <laughs> I love the concept of a piece that's like, let's fucking go. <laughs> I think that really speaks to like, that speaks to everything. Like that checks all the boxes of things that I love. Like I love the, the, the concept and experience of peace. It's a paradox. And it's also this energy of like, I want to fucking do this shit. <laughs> it's like this. It's like, it feels like, like, cause y'all know I love metaphors. It feels like standing on the edge of a cliff and knowing, oh, I can just walk across the air until I want to fall. And so like, that sounds fun. That's the felt experience. And then, so then what, what drops in is the awareness that like, that's what I'm actually doing right now as I'm just walking across air. And so I can decide what, what I want to do next. And I, again, then I come, then I like drop back into being human and I'm mad that I like, you know, have to change a poopy diaper. So mm -hmm. <laughs> it translates, but uh, yeah, anyway. Mm. I, um, I don't know. It's early for me here in Taiwan. So I'm like, I wasn't expecting to get into this. So like, you know, whatever, 9am in the morning, but <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, um, I don't know. I'm feeling lots of feels. I would, I would actually, I want to make a recommendation to our listeners first, actually, is that if you're listening to this and if you feel called to, I would even say, maybe go back and rewind and re-listen to both Liz and, and Kylie speak on on, in, on infiniteness with your eyes closed in a moment of stillness and seeing if you can feel it in your body. Because, um, I think if this to me expands beyond regular podcast talk, <laughs> like, mm. like, this is like something that when I was really just listening to y'all and also being present with it and with my eyes closed, like you, you both also had your eyes closed and you know, you, I will probably say something similar about how this experience is not of the mind and it's not something mm. that you experience through language. So it needs to be felt through the body and you can touch into the body much more easily when you're, when you have your eyes closed and you're in just taking a moment and a, and, a, and a breath, because I think the beauty of this is like, I don't know. I, I will say for me, I don't go around my whole day feeling infinite. Usually I'm just like focused on whatever the fuck is in front of me. And sometimes it's like writing an email or I don't know, catching a train or, you know, whatever, getting gas, what, you know, everyday things. Um, but it's helpful, but then every once in a while I'll touch into the feeling of infiniteness and I, it's helpful. It's valuable for me. Anytime I can be reminded of it, because I think that is actually the cl closer to the truth of my reality, to my reality, mm -hmm. but I forget. So can I add something to that too. Mm -hmm. That's my experience too. And I, I like to think of, um, when that feeling shows up, especially when it shows up, like, like almost unprompted, right? Like a, like little surprise dose of the infinite. <laughs> uh, I kind of tried to think of that as like my North star, right? Like that is like, that is what I am actually experiencing underneath everything else. That's what I'm experiencing. The rest is just like noise and distraction. And so if it shows up, it's like, oh, okay, yes more please like and i'm gonna I, I give myself permission to move in the direction of wherever that feeling was coming from yeah yes yeah um 
yeah, I'm getting, I'm, I'm like noticing myself getting choked up <laughs> actually, just like, even before I get into the answer of like, what is the infinite? Because I think, um, there's, yeah, there's just a lot of beauty in it. And I, I don't actually mm-hmm. talk. I don't, I don't think I've, I've never shared my answer before of what it feels like to be, mm-hmm. to feel infinite because it actually feels very like so sacred to me. So sacred that I almost don't want to ruin it <laughs> with, mm-hmm. language, with language, but the fact that I'm getting emotional about it tells me that I think this is important. So, um, yeah, I think I'll start Kylie with what you said about going in because I think higher up is actually deeper, deeper in. And I, and I feel that very much in my body. Like it feels like a vortex. Like I'm going deeper in and then by deeper going deeper in, I'm actually coming back out on top. Mm. And and it's, and it's like, it's, and that's what it means to be infinite. There is literally no end. It's you're going deeper into the consciousness and the being of yourself and that full experience. And, and then you come back, come back out and then you come back right into yourself. And I feel like to me, infiniteness in my body feels like the most intricate sensation of vibrations of everything just pulled apart into this tiniest little bit. And you're just, it's just, I I don't even have words for it. It's literally, it's a vibrational thing. It's, 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 (laughs) it is waves and that expands to going back to what you're saying, Liz, where it is connecting to, to all. I'm not Eva. I'm not a concept of me. I'm not even a body. I'm just the sensations of vibrations that that ultimately, I guess, create the bigger, like, touchable me. But you break that down, and I'm a flower, and I am this desk, and I am, and I'm air, and I'm, I'm, all of it, and it, all of it is really just, like, I've felt it before. Like, I've gone into that space of being like, holy shit, my whole body is just atoms, <laughs> like tiny little. I don't, I don't even have language for it. Molecules, something even beyond molecules, smaller than that. And that's what everything is. And we are, we are all that. And it's almost so intense that it, I sometimes like don't even want to feel it completely because I'm afraid I'm just going to explode. But I think that is also like the beauty of like, I think that if I went into that and then I exploded, it would probably feel like ecstasy. Yeah. And that'd be fucking awesome. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh infiniteness is like in those moments Kylie that you talked about like yeah and then sometimes you'll just have a little gift of that it's remembering that like it's god all of this sounds so cliche but it's life it's life like I'm looking at my windows right now and I'm looking at these like beautiful green mountains of Taiwan and I'm like I am that and that and that is mm-hmm. me and that's why life is so precious <laughs> yeah and so beautiful if we can let it be thank you yeah <laughs> everything you said hmm. 
well, we're all floating in the void and have lost complete access to language. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm in my feels right now. Liz, Eva sometimes asks this really beautiful question at the end of our show, which is, if is there something that we didn't ask that you would like to speak to? Of course, you bring this up now after when you have absolutely <laughs> no language. Yeah, that was a real great move, huh? Yeah, because the easy answer is nope. We covered everything. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? I feel like we've barely gotten started. I feel like this is just like the tip of the iceberg. But I also feel that way. Like we've been talking for maybe five minutes, approximately. Yeah. We've That's... said enough fucks for at least two hours. <laughs> really, this feels like a like like a. Swearing light episode. Yeah, yeah. Me too. I'm also like, are we really actually at time? That's crazy. Well, yeah, we still have. Yeah, some you, time, you said 10:15, right? No, 10. So 10:45. Sorry, 10:45. Oh, 10:45. Sorry, oh. I, I, I did the math wrong. I did the math wrong. Did the math wrong. But <laughs> oh, some of well, that time might need to be at the end to do some business stuff. But well, fuck this. all of yeah. that. <laughs> we gotta jam. We gotta jam in like a lot more fucks. And <laughs> okay, well, so so let's go back to that question though, because I like this question. Now, now maybe you have free range. Now you're about. on the spot again. So if you yeah. thought you were on the spot with the infinite, now you're extra on the spot because you gotta come up with your own topic. Man, fuck. <laughs> I mean, actually, I'm have not previously realized how much I do relish putting you on the spot. So this is. <laughs> It, oh, it's it is. been that clear is... to me. Yeah, I think Kylie does that. I think she does that. I don't know if you, she, I don't know if you just like don't notice that you do that, but I mean, I'm here oh. for it. I mean, I do, I guess I, I do in particular, I will say, I can now witness relish <laughs> putting Liz on the spot and then watching her be a little squirmy. I don't really relish in you being squirmy, Eva, but <laughs> kind, I think. <laughs> I, I feel bad for Liz, but. <laughs> <laughs> if i'm being honest <laughs> well what's funny is that crew has done this to me multiple times all the monsters that kylie was talking about we just gamble around with them and more than once working with kylie or with my friend jill we'll have it worked out about like who's gonna say what and then strategically kylie or jill's internet will go out just at the thing that like i really don't want to fucking talk about like one time with Jill, it was about like expectations or things. Jill had her whole like thing laid out. And then it was like, now I have to figure out like what the things are. I didn't prepare with Kylie. I had to talk about money or something. Uh, yeah. So everybody relishes. Yeah, with me, it was, it was, it was like our first like joint, like, oh, we're having a console call like officially. Right. And uh, the instant it shifted from like the chit chat to like, okay, and now we're leading the console part of this console call. My internet went out and I just started cracking up <laughs> because I was like, oh, everyone is fucking with Liz right now. This is great. Yeah. I mean, I survived. Yeah, yeah I'm, sure, I'm sure every moment you learn from it. <laughs> See, what you learn, what you learn is that we all love fucking with you. <laughs> I actually, one thing I would share, it's off topic. Great, please. Unless you have to home think Kylie, it looked like no. you. Okay. No. Um, I've told Kylie and Eva, but I haven't, since we've not spoken before, I love listening to a podcast. But the thing is, I love it. There's no way I can say this without sounding like a dick. It puts me to sleep. 
And I mean this in the best possible way because it's like y'all's energy. I just get to, I don't even know how to describe it. It just like takes me like poof and like just totally knocks me out. So I have intentionally downloaded episodes to listen to on the airplane because then I, I, I don't like having things playing. Like I don't listen to music that much. I don't often have things going in my head. There's enough going on. And I certainly can't fall asleep with things happening with like sounds or words or whatever, but I will literally sleep for hours with y'all talking. It's the most delicious energy. And then there's an episode where I was like, fuck, I actually wanted to hear what they were saying on that one. I have to go back and listen again because <laughs> the first time through was just, I feel like I just like soak up your energy. It's just like so delicious listening to y'all interact. So it sounds like I'm being a dick, but really it's like the highest compliment I could pay you of how delicious it is. Oh, I, I'm definitely taking that as the highest compliment because I think I completely understand what you mean. And first of all, to be able to take up mental real estate like that, like in your ears and in your, in your earbuds, that in itself, for if you're, you know, considering the fact that like most other things don't, that is an honor. But um, when you were like, it takes me like, boom, like I totally got what you meant by that. And I think, uh, I don't know, Kylie, I feel like that speaks to something like about, I don't know how else to, I, I, I want to say like, I completely understand what you're saying and I don't know even how else to explain it, but I would say that's kind of how I feel about like Eckhart Tolle. I love Eckhart Tolle. I mean, he's very like soothing and relaxing. He does that, but also it's just like, I get to just, um, let my mind go and be taken, I think into like another world. Sometimes how mm -hmm. I feel. So thank you for that. That's really, I'm honored. <laughs> I'm so glad because I was like, Kylie, I have to tell her. And also all day today, I was like, are you actually going to tell her? Are you actually going to say that? You're actually not the first person who's told me that also. Kim, Kim falls asleep to our podcast. Oh, wow. See, I'm no honestly like honored text. by this. I know, right? Kim <laughs> also said it to me so much sheepishly. And I was like, that's the greatest. Are you kidding? Well, I think it's because we're like in it. We're so in it. And then, I don't know, there's something really, I don't know, um, engrossing about listening to people who are just in it. So that for me, I, I like it not having to be like on and I can just be yeah. immersed in other people who are so immersed in what they're doing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I agree. Also, if you're going to release two hour episodes on a regular basis like you don't really have shadow anymore about whether the show's boring or not like yeah. like, <laughs> like yeah. you can't be ballsy enough to be like here is 120 minutes of me talking <laughs> and then like still be like but maybe it's boring like you just like you just have to yeah have moved through that already yeah <laughs> um um yeah what else liz what anything else it's feeling alive for you I mean, we promised a lot of cursing and a lot of laughing, and I feel like we've really not we've been very serious and voidy. Yeah. We've been very voidy. We've been yeah. super voidy. It's been it's been real intense. Boobs haven't even popped out. So. I know. I've been I've been waiting for boobs to pop out of this gorgeous dress that Liz is wearing. People and yeah, even I are both in our PJs on yeah. opposite sides of the globe, and Liz swans in in this yeah. exquisite dress. Like, oh, hello, what? I just so this up, whole thing. I just came off of Bridgerton. I had to like, you know, <laughs> elevate my game. You had to, you had to get into costume to watch. <laughs> yeah. 
actually, I was talking to Kylie earlier today. Um, Chefs, if I was still down to have the conversation, I was like, yeah, I just don't know what we're going to talk about because it repeatedly feels like one of those things where I'm like, well, what the fuck do I have to say about anything? And then, you know, apparently there are a couple of things, but since so much of what we do is like below language or in this space of like magic, that then turning it into words in like real conversation doesn't always feel, you know, it feels like we either have to be like playing with little funny things or then like boom, we're like really down back in it again. So that makes it difficult to... Um, so much of my experience day-to-day life now is that nothing is real. And so then that makes it really hard to engage with topics where they're, they're set around some sort of structure of like, um, like even if we were going to talk about astrology or past lives or whatever, like fucking love them, super helpful paradigm, definitely value there. And also there's a component to me that's just like, yeah, but nothing's real. And so that makes it really hard to have serious conversations about things where I'm also like, and since I'm everything, um, it it just makes it a lot more difficult to engage in things and like, a, let's have a conversation about how this works. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, well, however the fuck you want to do, dummy, because you made it all up because it's all you. Mm-hmm. So that I was nervous about how that would, how we would show up for two hours and have things to talk about. And then promptly we got all voidy and now we yeah. have everything to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I will say you are... I mean, the irony is not lost on me that Kylie and I run a, a podcast in which like, it's very ironic to me. And so I think you're, you're giving language to like something that I feel basically every week that I haven't actually expressed out loud, I think Kylie to you, but like, and I'm, and I'm okay with the irony of it because there's something I am aware, acutely aware of there's something just kind of ridiculous about how we talk about, you know, we don't want to make meaning out of everything or it's not necessary to make meaning out of everything or even that, and, and, or that I, I think I've come to terms with the fact that sometimes I think it's a little bit ridiculous that we come onto this podcast to talk about things that cannot actually be expressed. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, but I'm like, all right, well, whatever, fuck it. Let's just go with it. But okay. that's paradox, right? It's like, this is yeah. totally <laughs> ridiculous. It's like a meaningless endeavor. And also fuck it. Nothing's real anyway. Exactly. Like, I think if I had gotten caught up in the story of like, oh, that, cause that could have gone in, like a lot of different directions. I could have gotten really like nihilistic about it or really like cynical about it. I mean, like, what's the fucking point? Like, I, or, or even in my head and really self-conscious about it, but it's really just been an, an acceptance of like, I'm totally okay with existing in this, in this uh, space where two opposing things can exist and yeah. notice the like silliness of it all. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's one of the things I really appreciate about my friendship with Kylie is that because it's so re- like my lived experience is just like, mm, <laughs> <laughs> great. Oh, say more, say more. <laughs> do give compliments. We're ready for them. Because my lived experience of nothing is real is like so um, frequent. So like often. Persistent. persistent thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That I... I'll often like I'll feel something and I'll be like yeah but nothing's fucking real like why am I making this why have I created this and Kylie will often be like well well friend just because you're also experiencing infinite doesn't mean you need to gaslight yourself into not experiencing where you are right now Mm -hmm. right that paradox Mm -hmm. sometimes I feel like I get pulled in both directions at one time where I'm like very human and also like very aware of how I'm not human and that 
like straddling of the chasm is like really freaking difficult. And it's super helpful for, you know, that when Kylie and I have conversations that it's like, you're also allowed to just like really be human. And we talk about that's why these, the, the paradigms of the things that aren't real are also very helpful to support my lived experience of being in a human body. Yeah. And, and I think one of the ways that we, sorry, were you going to say something, Eva? Oh yeah, but go, go ahead, go ahead and I'll, oh, okay. Uh, I think one of the, 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 the layers of that for me is um, like, is, is recognizing particularly the way story is not real. Right. So like whatever story I am giving in any given moment I don't have the same felt experience access that Liz does to like, oh, all of existence is, 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 is me and therefore not, is not real. Right. I don't have that felt experience. I have a different felt experience around nothing being real, which is like all of my stories and all of language is hilarious in that it does not exist and like is utterly, yeah, it, it means nothing. And so the space that shows up there. And then, and that can be a real like crisis moment of like, but I like, I am these things. I have these identities and I have these words and, but the space that shows up is the ability to just fucking change your story. Right. Of like, so, you know, shame shows up or guilt shows up or some experience that you are not enjoying and you recognize the story that's wrapped around it. The story's not real. So you can just witness the existing story. And then if you want, make a fucking new one because the story is, it's not real anyway. I'm just saying the same thing over and over again, hoping that. <laughs> that yeah, but we can tell, like, you really, I get it. Like, you really, you really feel it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's what happens when you, like, really you feel something. Like, thinking goes, like, like I would say it the next time and there would be different words. <laughs> Guys, that happens to me all the time. I do that all the time because I'm like, this I feel so strongly about. And, and, this, and if I just keep saying it over and over, people will get will get that I feel really strongly about this. I hope you all enjoyed. Uh, the story is not real. And that is my particular story that yeah. I'm going to loop on. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thanks. But- Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> to go back to what you're saying, Liz, though, about I think Kylie and I have talked about this too, though, because I think this is a forever conundrum that I'm trying to figure out. I don't have the answer yet too, but it is about finding the balance between, and I think this is something that a lot of like, for lack of a better word, a lot of like spiritual folk folks uh, contend with is what I call living in the in-between, which is like, how do you Mm. find the, I don't even know if it's balanced, but this idea of like, I think um, just based on what you had just said, like I would, it sounds like you're saying that a lot of it, your experience is like kind of in the etheric and the, and the, and and for me, a lot of my experience is actually in like the very groundedness, like density of things. Like, I feel like I'm a very dense person. Like I'm here to help people through some, some density and, And I think people, and, but of course, and then, and then we can switch, right. There's also, I, I also have these parts of myself that are like, you know, whatever, I'm nothing, I'm vibration, blah, 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 blah. Or like nothing is real. And yeah, you were talking about like, you're being pulled in these two different directions. I want to talk about that. Like, how do we come back into some kind of like balance? Because nothing is real. 
it's like, but also the, the language that I often come back to is like, yes, like yes to everything because yes, everything, but also no, also no, everything it, it all is. So like, even you talking about like how Kylie gives you a reminder that you can come back and like feel this human experience or whatever that too is, is just as much it as nothingness is it. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I don't, I don't know. I don't have the answer because I feel like sometimes I feel confused, honestly, of like, how do you, it's like, how do you, it's like, how do you exist as a human? How do you, you know, we are spiritual beings in a human material body. And I think it's like, uh, how do you do all of that (laughs) simultaneously? I, once again, I feel like the answer doesn't actually live in words. So that's tricky. I I think more and more and more as I settle into the, as the infinite becomes like more of a daily experience, that doesn't feel quite right. As I can slip into it more frequently or more easily, or it just like, yeah, happens more often. I find it's easier to like, um, to hold both at the same time. Cause it, it almost like gives me, there's, there's like, um, I don't want to say there's like a distance between me and being human, but I can, I can look at it almost more like a play instead of feeling like so fucking in it. Right. Mm-hmm, like it's, mm-hmm. it's, there's just a little bit of distance there of like, how is this going to play out? And it kind of show up for, shows up for me as, um, a little bit less worry, a little bit less fear of just like, yeah, this play is going to play out. And I think the more that I experience infinite, the more that I actually believe that it's going to fucking be okay. Right. It, it gives me breath from the like very human experience of, am I going to be fed? Am I going to have shelter? Am I going to like all the, all the, the, the needs that we have, right. It gives breath to the belief that like, no, it's actually fucking fine because I am actually everything. So there's huge breath for me to show up as a human with a little bit less grasping. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm not experiencing that at the same time, though, it's kind of the same for me as when I'm in Ragnarok of like, I just cycle in and cycle out with as much grace and compassion as I can, like releasing judgment in each of those places, right? I cycle into being really human, knowing that that's not forever. I cycle into being infinite, knowing like that's not forever. And that cycle between the two, um, I do feel like the the gaps where I feel like just human, like solely fucking human, they are getting maybe like smaller or there's like less, less ex- there's more experience in between those gaps. And I also want to caveat like that's not necessarily better. It's not mm-hmm. like, oh, I need to always just be one thing or the other. But right. that has been my experience is that like those places are getting maybe a little bit smaller as I'm pouring more of my attention because I think that's really all that's happening is I've turned my attention to something. I could turn my attention to another moment, another life, another time, and I would be there. And so I'm just turning my attention more to those moments of infinite versus the moments of being just human, of mm-hmm. only knowing the human experience. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was not <laughs> That didn't feel like a real conversation. No, I think that right. made perfect sense to me. Yeah, it made perfect sense to me. <laughs> okay. And I think, okay. I think ultimately like, well, what I'm getting from what you're saying, something that came up for me as you were talking that I felt like was really helpful is that they're not supposed to be opposing. Like, I don't think they're, it's not helpful for me to think of them as like, oh, 
as if they were enemies or as if one, if I feel one, like that is if they're conflicting problems. Ultimately, I think the goal is that like they are like the yin yang symbol. It's like they complement, they're supposed, I think ultimately like they're supposed to, or they don't, not supposed to do anything, but they can complement each other. They're not like mutually exclusive. And also, because I also, I don't have, I don't think I have a story that it's bad to be just human. Like, I, so I like sometimes like, like for example, Kylie and I have talked about you experience limitlessness through limit. Like you need limit to experience mm. limitlessness. So again, this is like the yin and the yang come in because it's like, well, when mm-hmm. you are human and you go into being really fucking human, that's when you come out of the other side and then experience the infinite. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's an interesting dance. And the other thing that came to me when both of you were speaking is that like I like this image of like loop, like cycling or like looping because it's like you go into, oh, I just got a very strange pang in my heart. Okay. Uh, you, you, you go into experiencing, you know, what we're calling infinite. And it's almost like the image that I have is like, and you're like, take a handful of stardust on your way out. And so then when you drop into an experience of shame, I'm using shame as an example because I think it's the fucking grossest and worst of human emotions. It's pretty fucking by bad. far. Fight me yeah. on that. <laughs> um, and like because you have that access point to like nothing is real. I am infinite. Like whatever language you want to use. Like then that moment. I mean, shame, you actually, some part of you feels like you're fucking dying. And also you can remember that you, it's okay to die because you are actually the fucking cosmos. So even if this moment of shame kills me, that's okay. And, Mm -hmm. and, and in that a certain kind of space gets to keep showing up. And so for me, I think that's a big way of how this looping nourishes and then in sitting with something as dense as shame and witnessing it become safe, then I feel fucking infinite, right? Because then I feel like, oh, like nothing can stop me because this thing that I thought was going to kill me is actually now safe. And the terrifying monster now is a really cool monster who's my friend. Cool. And then Mm -hmm. I loop again. And then we loop again. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, I love what you said, Eva, because I feel like that's such a good um, reminder, a good component of the experience, like the things that I want to do. Kylie and I talk about when we get to be like expert level creators and we just snap and there's a bird in our hand, like very excited for the day that I snap and I'm like, oh, look, I made a fucking bird. Um, But I the, the, the process of this becoming the process of you could say remembering or whatever, but the getting to that point, like the juice is the process. And if I wanted to just be snapped, like then I wouldn't be in the human at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. there is, there is a choice for me to just cease being human and just being fucking infinite. But the juice is in that, like you're describing that tension between the two or the experience of cycling in and out between the two. And I say this, even though half the time I fucking hate the tension and I want to just be fucking infinite. Like I would love to pretend yeah. like, Oh, the balance is beautiful. And I freaking, you know, I'm like, I'm all about it. I'm not all about it. I want to be infinite more all the time with the appreciation that there's also sometimes when I just like want to take a fucking nap and be human mm-hmm. and 
and the cycling itself is not always my fucking favorite. I would love to pretend like it's my favorite, but yeah, let's, you know. yeah, but let's be real. It's not, <laughs> it's not always. <laughs> um, I mean, I kind of want to know more Liz about like just you, I think like normally, I think when we have a, a guest on the show, we might, I feel like we're going to do this in the opposite order. I feel like normally at the top of the show, we may ask some something like, you know, how did you come into your story? story? Yeah. What's your story? Yeah. But I feel like because, you know, Kylie knows you so well that that got kind of skipped over, but I would be curious to know. Yeah. I haven't had a chance to hear that. And also our listeners haven't had a chance to hear that. So can I take something funny? Before, can I talk about myself before you talk yeah. about yourself? <laughs> Please do, Kylie. Please do, as long as you want, Kylie, as long as you want. Um, <laughs> uh, when Liz and I first like became friends, we basically instantly fell into doing this, right? Our friendship from the very beginning has just been like being infinite. And then like, it was like three months in and one of us was like, do you have any siblings? <laughs> I forgot about that. And like the context being like, we talk basically all day, every day. Mm-hmm. So just imagine talking to someone all the fucking time about like, nothing is real. Magic is everything. Like, what are we going to create with all of this, this just all the time. And then being like, so uh, like, where'd you grow up? Yeah. Months. In- <laughs> I mean, I'm going to not be, I mean, honest, I feel like it feels a little, it feels a little almost silly to ask. Like, I feel like at the end of the end of the podcast, there's something about it that seems almost like not that important because I feel like we've already gotten into so much of like the juicy soupy bits, but, but I am like infinitely curious. And so I can't, I can't help but wonder, but there is something about it that seems a little bit, uh, yeah. Ask backwards about it. (laughs) Yeah. Someone at our retreat asked me something. I told her something about my past and she was like, oh, I didn't know that. I was like, well, yeah, cause that's like the least interesting thing about me. Right. Like that, that one, that Liz like died seven Liz's ago. So we like, don't even, you know. Yeah. But I am interested in the Liz that lives in Alaska. I mean, chatted about about that a little bit offline, but like that in itself, I feel like it'd be a whole podcast episode because Liz would love to talk about Alaska for two hours. Yeah. And I want to like learn about Alaska. So like we, maybe we can weave some of these pieces together. Mm, I love that. Obviously. Yeah. I feel super fucking lucky because my family all moved up there, which means I get to live up there. Like you mean like your, like your parents and you're like. Immediately. my parents my sister and um my sister's family so from colorado what um well we i grew up in colorado okay but but i have since lived in a whole bunch of places and my sister has lived in a whole bunch of places my parents and my sister moved from texas up to alaska so uh that worked out perfectly for me because i have always felt like i've never felt like i had home um, like the place has never been right. And it wasn't until they moved up there that I finally experienced like, oh, oh, this is the only place I want to be. So mm. every time, like, if you ever see me in the Anchorage airport, like I'm <laughs> trying not to cry, you know, like beneath my face mask, trying yeah. to keep my, keep my shit yeah. together. Um, because it feels like I'm, yeah, just being wrenched apart every time I have to leave. So I split my life now largely between Colorado and Alaska. Mm. Um, and then when I'm in Alaska, I live with my sister. And yeah, my stuff is in Colorado, but my heart mm. is not at all. Yeah. I, I'm a big uh, 
believer in, I mean, really interested in geography, like not like just like, or maybe like the, the energy <laughs> of geographical places. <laughs> I wish you guys could see Liz's face right now. This is also very interested in geography. So I'm going to see myself out y'all. Have a nice I mean, chat. Okay, actually, to be honest, my, my, I'm terrible at geography. Like, I don't know where most shit is, but what I mean is more like places and how people feel in places and the concept of home and like the energy behind places like that's, and I, and I've moved a bunch. And so I think that's why, I, and I think there, there is such thing as, I think every place is magical, but I think there's like a certain there's certain places for certain people where everything just like clicks. And, mm. and so I really, and for you, I'm like amazed that this is Alaska because my image of Alaska is like, I love it because it just seems like the most beautiful nature in the world, but also it's fucking cold and I hate the cold. So it's hard for me to um, reconcile those two things. Like I'm like, is Alaska awesome or is it terrible? I have no idea. <laughs> well, I have so many things to say <laughs> to this. Uh, the first is let's just do a whole episode talking about geography because <laughs> I will everybody thinks that. geography is just memorizing like state capitals and where fucking countries are right what you spoke to is geography geography is about place and so there's any number of questions and things that we can look at over how they are dispersed over the space that is the earth mm-hmm. so that's a infinitely like there's so many possibilities in the discipline and it can interact with or cross into like any other fucking discipline that's why it's so fucking juicy and it's like do you love any part of the earth cool 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 there's things that we can examine that we can explore with that so oh fuck let's just i mean we're gonna have to do a whole episode on this because i can't believe we haven't actually talked about this before like i don't think okay right no one's ever really Mm, that's a really good we have not and i think it's a big deal because i think most people well everyone is affected by their where they are either they either love it or they don't feel connected to it some there's some relationship you're having some kind of relationship to where you are and yeah. I think it makes a huge fucking difference. So anyway, yeah, um, yeah. But but you've and have what, you like? Oh, sorry. Have you moved around a lot? <laughs> Liz? Um. Yes. Yeah. I. I. But I. Yes. I would say that. Um. Because yeah. I'm wondering if yeah. maybe, like, because I've moved around a lot too, and so I wonder if this is something that's more noticeable to people who just you know, have either had to or, or have gotten to. I've more or less lived in, I've lived in New England my whole life. And I know exactly, I, I feel this very strongly myself. And every time I show up in a city, um, and like, I used to travel like constantly for work for a couple of years. And every time I would go to a new place, some part of me would ask like, is this home? Right. There was always a part of me that was like putting out feelers to be like, do I live here? Um, like, could I live here? Like Richmond, Virginia felt like home, uh, DC fucking hate that place right so like but but not like but not with any like for any I could make up intellectual reasons of why I don't like DC but it also like feels just uncomfortable to be there to me right yeah totally totally hear you yeah that sums it up so perfectly but like is this gonna be it is this gonna be home is this where my heart wants to be yeah and it's interesting to me how it happens instinctively I think like it's happening whether I'm actually asking the question intentionally or not yeah and I well, think, took is, a, oh, go, no, ahead. go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, I feel like this is another one of those like body things where it's like mm. my body knows, I think before I even know, and the body can acclimate by the way, cause I love Arizona now. When I first got there, I was like, I'm, I don't really know how I feel, but like, I, I have no basis for this hypothesis, but simply this idea of like, I don't know why, but I almost feel like, I don't know if it's past lives, but just this idea of like, hmm. 
the body, it's almost like sometimes I feel, I imagine that a location in my body are having a conversation with each other without mm. and my mind. I'm not even part of it. It's like, I'm not, they, they don't care what I think. It's just my body and the location. And they have some sort of past um, relationship, one that's either good or it's bad. And like, they decide if I'm supposed to be there or not. <laughs> There's a whole thing called astrocartography anyway there's this like a whole thing that people do where they like map astrology to maps and like basically i don't know anything about it but i've been actually low-key wanting to get someone on the show so if anyone knows anybody who knows about astrocartography i think that's what it's called please send them our way cool 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 that sounds amazing i love what you're describing yeah that 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 whole conversation is happening and your brain's like not really it's not (laughs) yeah it's not an important part of it. Yeah. So, yeah. Can so you then, say something you love about Alaska? Because I feel yeah. like Alaska is a place that people have, it's like shrouded in mystery and intrigue. So exactly. share with us what is delightful about Alaska. I mean, I like that it's shrouded in mm-hmm. and intrigue. I think <laughs> that that's is very on brand. That's, that sounds perfect. Um, <laughs> to me, it's the wild. And like that the wild is is just there. So I grew up in Colorado and there's there's beautiful um, wild spaces in Colorado. But my experience of that generally is like you have to go further to get away from people to experience the wild in like a more raw form. It's just it's just the backyard in Alaska. It's like I drive one of my absolute favorite places on the planet is like a very short drive from my sister's house and and like, yes, you might still see a person or whatever, but like very promptly you could just be out in the fucking wilderness, like the actual wilderness, not like a little preserved space that, you know, was between a couple of cities. And I think, yeah, that's what calls to my heart more than anything else is just the fucking wild. And then it's just there. You don't have to seek it out. You don't have to hunt for it. Yeah. It's probably my favorite. My part. body's doing that thing again. Like sometimes someone will say something, my body is like, oh, I like that's it. Like the wild. There's something so appealing about mm. like that's it. It's like that is actually such a normal part of life that I think so many of us also don't get to experience though. But mm. it also is the norm. Like that that is what so much of planet Earth is, is just like wild. And we are disconnected mm. from that. So, but what about the cold? because <laughs> Kylie you Actually, don't like cold weather either right didn't you I think no wait, she wait, doesn't yeah. no, no she doesn't I don't although Liz has been actively doing well, a number on Loki yeah. and I have been on a campaign always it's true um yeah, because Kylie, yes and like oh my god your kid I don't know that'd be cool like your kids get out yeah. there but like yeah I don't like the cold but oh my god I like that Eva's just like creating a whole like family <laughs> yeah very we like because really I've been trying kinda... to lure Liz to Maine but I like that Eva's now trying no to lure way, my whole dude. family dude I'm sure I know Maine is like awesome but like Alaska like you get to go to fucking Alaska like I mean Maine is I'm, I actually I really also want to go to Maine because you've like really like yes the way that you She's talk about it, it up. Yeah. yeah yeah well I, I yeah. yeah and I think there's something that sounds very magical about it but, but Alaska, it's okay Maine Alaska. yeah no no oh no for sure for sure <laughs> I mean, I love, I love the weather that is extreme unless it's hot. I don't, I don't do hot. I don't like extreme hot, but it's when the weather is like the wildest that I love it the fucking most. So like the best time to hike is when it's snowing or when it's raining because 
I don't know, it's fucking perfect. And also like there are people out. It's just like that, you know, like when the snow's falling, like everything changes. Yeah. And when it's raining, like, oh, that's the, that's the time. So like the cold, the winter in Alaska is so fucking stunning. And like, yeah, sometimes it's really, really quite cold. So you're outside for short bursts or you're just wearing a lot of gear. You're wearing a lot of things to make it more comfortable. But that's also when it is just so exquisite like the light is gorgeous and the snow is gorgeous and i think actually the fact that it is extreme to me makes it that much more beautiful Mm. versus like when when shit's moderate so like a lot of people love colorado because it's like four billion days of sun a Mm -hmm. year and i hate the sun so that's a problem but also there's like so much of the oh it's 70 degrees and beautiful and i'm like well it's comfortable to be outside but that's so Boring, moderate, maybe boring. Like I guess it's not that I like being uncomfortable. I really do like being warm. All of crew is like, "Mm, is that true though? (laughs) (laughs) It's not like I want to be outside in my underpants when it's you know negative five degrees. And also, there's something more exquisite about the wild when the weather is also wild. It's not tamed. Nothing's fucking tamed. I'm so tired of everything is fucking tamed in the world. Or if it's not tamed, it's a problem. We have to figure out how to like Mm -hmm. harness it and wrangle it and tame it. We have to figure out how to tame people. We have to figure out how to tame all aspects of society. And just like we were speaking about earlier, like you can't fucking cry in public. Like lock that shit up, right? We just try to fucking tame everything. Anything that brings discomfort. Oh, fuck that. We can't have discomfort. We got to tame that shit too. Instead of hard conversations, instead of hard emotions, instead of showing up into hard places and like working our way through things that are difficult. And yeah, I think so. I relish the wild because it's not that. And would I get eaten by a bear and dead very soon? Oh, for sure. I definitely need a house. And also, like, that's fucking life is in those places where it's wild and not, oh, how convenient that we were able to put this into a nice little book. How convenient mm-hmm. we were able to put a bow on this. Oh, I'm so glad you never have experienced discomfort and you don't have to face your emotions or you don't have to be around people who disagree with you or say shit you don't like or whatever. I didn't mean to get on the soapbox just now. Oh, However, that's, that's what I fucking love. No, but it makes so much sense that also, a, this is what I mean by a place. Like, I think a place can bring this stuff out in people. It's like, what? it's obviously a reflection of what you love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And like how you live and how you perceive the world. And um, yeah, I find all of that just like infinitely interesting. Yeah. Like you love wild so much that you want to, like you want that to be your existence, your reality, like your everyday and to be reminded of it through the earth that you're on. I think that's so beautiful. Unless it's hot wild. Well, and yeah, see, that's so no interesting because I, I love the heat. I like love the heat. So, so I think we, it's just, it's just interesting to also know, like to, mm. to see what draws other people. Cause I love the heat. And I think the thing about the cold is I can't stand all the fucking gear and all the layers. I want to be naked. I want to be naked as much as possible. So I just want to like be in my fucking underwear if I can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you also love like you, it's not just like that you love a nice warm you love the desert yeah like i love you know yeah, yeah like, like the dry like and the, and the salt there's something about the salt too like i was in nature the other day and there was people all around me and i realized like oh it's not just nature that i need i need solitude like fuck mm. nature where there's a bunch of people around that just doesn't cut it for me anymore yeah uh, the, yeah i i took my kids 
to the beach the other day um and it was like a really nice day it was like spring it was a really nice day so there were a fair number of people for you know it being early april but i had that i had a, a similar sense of like and this is like a you know boardwalk style beach like this is not a mm-hmm. this, this is not a wild beach but the ocean is wild in the spring right and i uh yeah i just i just also had this feeling of like this is where like there's nowhere else that i want to be mm, yeah and then sitting on this cold rock looking at the water yeah 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 your connection to the to the ocean is um I don't want to say unmatched, but it's palpable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I love yeah. it. And I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, all right. Now I think we've come to the end. Um, which makes me sad because I still also feel like we've only like this is just the tip of the iceberg. So Liz, you're you'll have oh. to come back. You'll have to come back and we'll talk geography and also whatever the fuck else you want to talk about. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> also. I'm just going to give a plug for us. If you've listened this far, fucking come to magic circle. (laughs) (laughs) When when is that again? Share the deeds. Okay. So we are actually, this is, this is our official. Um, We have turned magic circle into a membership. So that's fucking great. You heard it here first. Heard it here first. (laughs) Um, So magic circle is once a month. Liz and I just, we fuck you up with magic and uh, send you around in a rock tumbler. Sometimes we call it we lightning you. Sometimes we talk about it being a vortex of lightning. Anyway, we will just swirl you around in infinite and then everything's different. So <laughs> Love it. Uh, if this if this is the magic that you would like in your life, it is. Then join the membership. You can also buy a single ticket. Um, you know, if you want to like dip your toe in, um, <laughs> sorry, I'm being very ridiculous. Um, yeah. And you <laughs> also, you can go to our website that I made just for us, which I'm also very excited about, um, which I am also apparently on our podcast. I love it. Uh, yeah. Uh, so raven and uh, sign up for the magic circle and also sign up, put, get on the wait list for our next retreat. Cause it's going to be fucking great. Yes. Wait, where's anything that? you it- would add to that? Oh, no, that was perfect. Pal. Great. Yeah, you, think so? <laughs> you, think that, you think that was good. <laughs> where's the next retreat going to be? New Mexico. We're going to Oh, snap, baby. Yes. I remember that's where you guys originally wanted to be. Right. Mm-hmm. well we just actually just packed one in beforehand the july new mexico has been our plan and then we yeah. were too impatient so we popped maine in beforehand but liz can you say where our uh third retreat is going to be we're so laughing around right we <laughs> our intention all along was new mexico first one that's it and then we we're just like fuck me we're not waiting until the summer are you kidding yeah that oh felt impossibly God. long yeah, we're like we've been friends September. for two months we can't wait all the way until july <laughs> come on who's got time for that yeah uh but then 2023 we're going to the faroe islands so where are the faroe islands liz oh the faroe islands they're in the north atlantic between scotland and iceland oh my god that sounds amazing oh my gosh talk about your wild exquisite nature 
Kylie gets her ocean. Yeah. I get my mountains. It's going to be top Oh shot. my God. Sign me there up There are northern that. fucking that lights. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Check out the northern lights. Yeah. I've always wanted to see the yeah. northern lights. I know. That's awesome. You have to be on the cold to see them. Just, just. noted. Noted. Yeah. Just so just prepare your mind. Yeah, for bundle. That. Yeah. Just bundle. Yeah. Yeah. Just bundle. Yeah. Yeah. Liz will send us all like exquisite notes on how to stay warm when we're trekking to see the Northern Lights. Love it. And other than that, you can just sit in the sauna and get magic. I mean, you probably won't magic you in a sauna. No, <laughs> actually, that sounds amazing. Then you that could actually do, does yeah, sound kind of amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sounds like everybody would be drunk within like five minutes. No, you oh, yeah. Whole experience. Experience. Great. Yeah. 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 We would, that would be, that would, that would be an experience. So, okay. Come to all of our retreats, sign up for the membership uh check out our really fucking sexy new website that i just made yeah that's it oh joy okay now that i did my now that i did my uh my pitch you can say what's making you happy (laughs) we really come full circle we started off being voidy and now we're just ending with being a bag of dicks okay (laughs) as we do yeah that's one must Honestly, what's bringing me joy is that Justin and I have made a concerted effort in the last couple of weeks to make this this physical place more comfortable because I don't want to live here. And so it was like, we finally, I finally turned the corner of being like, wait, 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 why am I not happy? I mean, like, I know I don't want to be here in Colorado, but like, I don't have to hate my home either. And so we're... Yeah, we're just like really doubling down on making the space nice. And that's really bringing me a lot of joy. So I'm really thankful for that. Yeah, space is important. Home is important. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. How about you, Eva? Um, have I talked about eggs before, Kylie? Um, no, but I like <laughs> where okay. this is starting. Well, let's just go with eggs. I feel like I have a couple <laughs> things I want to share, but uh, I'll start with eggs. Eggs are one of my favorite food of all time. Like they're just same, same. It's really, it really is the little things. But the thing about eggs is that they're super fucking versatile. Like pack a protein punch, tastes fucking delicious. So good with salt. I don't know. I I eat a lot of eggs. I fucking love eggs. And um, the thing about eggs in Taiwan. I do love, mm -hmm. sorry. I do love the good with salt was one of the many reasons we love eggs <laughs> yes. as someone who like salts her food before she tastes it yeah. that really touches yeah. me carry on well the, the eggs in taiwan though are like every time i come back i'm like oh my god like i forget because i'm eating these shitty ass eggs in in, in in america even when i get them like from like farms they're just not as good like in and in taiwan they're like i don't know somehow the yolk is always like bright fucking like a deep and bright orange at the same time and they're just like they just taste richer they're so freaking delicious and i will just say tip hot tip for anyone who loves eggs as much as i do seven minutes do you guys already know this seven minutes boiled that is the perfect soft boiled egg people call it the six minute egg but i find that six minutes is actually too runny and it's almost hard to peel literally just boil water put in an egg or two or three whatever set a timer for seven minutes dunk that shit in some like water and peel it and it is like just the perfect, I, I don't, I don't know how people go through life without eating soft boiled eggs. I mean, if you don't like boiled eggs then that's fine, but if you like a boiled egg and you're not eating a soft boiled egg, you are totally fucking missing out because I've had friends 
I've introduced my friends to soft boiled eggs before. And they're like, Oh, it's, it's life-changing. I'm like, I don't know how you have not been doing this your entire life because it's one of life's. Do you choice. have one of those little egg cups? I don't like have an egg cup. No, oh. I don't. I do. Yeah. I, I thought about getting them, but I, I feel like that's like too, too, too ladylike for me. I'm more just like, blah, blah, blah. Just like, want to like, oh. get it in. yeah, you gotta be the egg goblin. <laughs> yeah, instead. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. So you heard it here. Seven minutes y'all. It'll change. It'll change your breakfast game. I'm going to do this for breakfast tomorrow and we'll report back. I'm very excited about this. And it's just so easy because you set a timer and yes, please report back and then dip that shit in hummus or like. It's the timing. I really love boiled, like harder stuff with eggs, but I feel like I can, I'm always confused about how long it's supposed to do it. And then I do it too long and then I'm like, yeah. So this is good. This is a great development for me. So thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Kylie, what about you? What's something that's bringing you joy? Mm, I'm, I made both of you go first and I thought that I would have time and I would have an answer <laughs> jokes on me. Um, I also already told you about my great trip to the ocean yesterday. So there was my other, I mean, that could be your joy answer. <laughs> you know what? I think I will say there are a lot of different things I could say, but, um, we just hosted a really fucking awesome retreat and I am actually still really pleased about that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I keep, touching back into that um and just feeling like holy shit that was really cool um and that keeps like just i'm appreciating the way that that is just like popping back in as a reminder um these little like felt sense of like oh yeah and then that thing happened and that was really cool um so that is bringing me joy and um I also want to give a little other shout out to, to, to Nicholas because he's just great mm-hmm. and very sweet. And Nicholas being her partner, y'all. Oh yeah. My for, you, for you newbies. Yeah. For any newbie. Uh, yeah. He's just adorable and tender and I continue to be, uh, I don't know. Words aren't showing up, but happy and grateful. So mm, I love that. Yay. Also, yeah, I'm going to give a shout out to Nicholas too, because if he's supporting my girl, then I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. all shout out Nick. Yeah. Uh, that's great. All right. Cool. Liz, thank you so much. Thanks, Pat. Oh, oh, I really missed oh, the real opportunity, which is that my joy is that two of my best fucking <laughs> friends just got to hang out together with me for however long we've been doing this. Yeah. That was the real joy. And hopefully we'll do it again. More, more of it, more of it. But yeah, but thank you. Where can people find you? How can people work with you? Aside from the amazing website, ravenrope.com yeah. that I just made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't waste your time going to any other websites. Yeah, whatever. She's got her own shit. All that. matters. That's the one. That's the only thing. Um, Instagram at Ravens by Healing. That's probably easiest. My website is the same at ravensbyhealing.com. Cool. Easy peasy. Yay. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. Eli, I'm so stoked yeah. that I finally got to talk yeah. to you and meet you. Yeah, this is awesome.